Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Among the notable voices you heard there was ESPN's Ryan Rucco, who said it's a night the NBA has never seen. And let's just obviously hope, considering what we've learned in the last calendar year, that it's a night the NBA never sees again. But here we are one year later. What? Jay doing his Rudy Gobert. You need touching the microphones, you know? Throw a couple tape recorders down on your desk as well. <laughs> just to make sure the print reporters can Man. get infected as well. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So it was a year ago today that it all happened. The positive test, the running on the court, the Gobert game, as it will forever be known. But a year later, the NBA is back. Still not a ton of fans out there. Still, let's just be honest, doesn't feel the same when you watch a game. But the second half of the season is underway. Two games last night, 11 on the docket tonight, including... The Brooklyn Nets, they will take on the Boston Celtics. Celtics have actually won four in a row after they were really getting criticized towards the end of the first half of the season. Listen to this regarding, though, the Nets, and Jay has said their championship aspirations. This is Stephen A. Smith on Barton Hahn yesterday on ESPN Radio sizing up expectations. Remember, expectations are always, as they say, relative. If the New York Knicks, make it to the first round of the playoffs. But the Nets don't make it to the finals. The Knicks will actually have had a more successful season than the Brooklyn Nets. Jay? He's not, he's not wrong. Not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, think about everything that has gone down with the New York Knicks. From Isaiah Thomas. I'll just say names. I won't give you scenarios, but you can look them up. Isaiah Thomas, Charles Oakley, that situation with the owner – Jim Dolan, some of the things that have happened with him. Larry Brown. Larry Brown, some of the things that have happened with him. Mm-hmm. They went. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, <laughs> right? Uh, there was even reports around the time. Phil Derek Jackson Fisher. Falling asleep during workouts, right, for the draft, even though he was being paid $40 million. Uh, even the fact that, you know, after the 2000-2001 season, they had nine consecutive losing seasons. Then they make three playoff runs, and then they follow that up with the worst season in the history books of the Knicks with 65 losses. Wow. 65 losses. So I don't know what the hell's happening with the whole Kevin Durant hamstring issue. We're still trying to find out more about that because he's out for his 10th consecutive game. That will be an ongoing story that we will pay attention to. But the Knicks do make the playoffs for everything that this franchise has been through. Look, the, the Nets have made the playoffs 21 out of their 44 seasons. Right? It's close to 50%. I don't know what that is for the Knicks over the last 20 years. It's been... Not good. So, yes, I would agree with Stephen A. that the Knicks, if they do make the playoffs and the Nets do not make it to the NBA Finals, that will be more of a successful season for the Knicks more so than the Nets. Well, given everything that the, the Nets have put into winning a championship. They're all in right tra- now. Trading for Harden, right? Obviously, the big dog and Kevin Durant and Kyrie. But now they just signed Blake Griffin. They didn't sign and recruit Blake Griffin to not – make the finals, or win a championship, he came to Brooklyn with the idea of this is the best opportunity for me to win my championship. So it would be a successful season for the Knicks if they made the playoffs and not a successful season for the Brooklyn Nets if they didn't go to the championship. Now I see the Nets being obviously one of the favorites in the East. We'll see how Milwaukee continues to progress. We'll see what moves they can make by the trade deadline. One of the rumors you're out there hearing floating around for the 76ers is they're trying to find a way to add Will Barton from the Denver Nuggets to their team, depending upon what they have to give up. 
that could be a dynamic move but, for them. But even with other teams in the conference making moves and all it that? It doesn't matter. They're, the Nets are still the by Nets far. The Nets better yes, win, a, get to the championship for them to have a successful season. Yes. No matter what anybody does in the East, it's the Nets in the championship or the season is lost for them. Let me just throw this out. I think it's, it's a small wrinkle, but with the play-in tournament, it's now easier than ever to make the NBA playoffs, right? You have to be within striking distance, but if you're like the 10th seed, you could somehow weasel your way in to the playoffs if you were to win the play-in tournament. So in some ways... Even if they got in the play-in tournament, it, because of... I don't what? think the play-in tournament is the playoffs. No, no, you could you right? could, So you you're could saying go win the play-in from... tournaments to the playoffs. Right, yes. so yes. if you finish in ninth or 10th, okay. you can somehow you play, grab the 8th seed. Yes. So isn't it technically, and I'm not taking anything away from Thibodeau, isn't it technically a little bit easier for no, the Knicks to get into the playoffs? because that's where the league is at today. We can't worry about where the league was at yesterday. The league says play-in tournament can get you in the playoffs. So even if you backdoor into the playoffs that way, so be it. So be it. They hadn't been in the playoffs, right? Since 2012-13. It's been a long time. How many other teams in the NBA have two MVPs on their team? You could argue essentially two MVPs and then an M and a V Mm. if you don't want to give Kyrie the P. (laughs) I mean, you could argue that. And you could also argue if you want to add Blake Griffin to the mix, now maybe the P is there on Kyrie. (laughs) So you got three MVPs. With four bodies. Let me ask you this for the Knicks. This is a topic that a lot of people aren't talking about, Jay. I want to get your thoughts on it here because we've talked a lot about the Knicks. Have you been, you know, it's March Madness week, and this is the reason I'm bringing this up, and this is going to be a guy the Knicks are banking on being a big player coming in the future, but he hasn't actually been very good to this particular point. I want to bang on the kid. I know RJ had a tough first year. He's played well. I think the Knicks have been very disappointed in the play of Obi Toppin. I believe that. Now, I understand. I don't think they thought Julius Randle was going to be this sort of player, any, I mean, Toppin was a top 10 pick, tons of hype, coming home to New York. Any concerns about Toppin? Look, you know, I, I don't like to jump to conclusions on players, especially in their first year. There, there's, a, there's an acclimation period. Not everybody's LeBron James. Man. Kobe Bryant shot a few air balls. You know, and, and, and Julius Randle's having an all-star-like year. So I, when you have a guy like Julius Randle that's in front of you, either you learn, okay, how can I be more additive to this equation? And learn, get in. Jalen Rose used to always say this to me my rookie year. Young fella, get in where you fit in. Like, you have to figure out how to maneuver around that, especially if you're not deemed to be the guy. And I think Obi Toppin is going through that experience. You're young. You mentioned coming home. Is there any sort of distractions being at home? You know, and you just, you got to look at where things are at right now before it's like, well, he's a little bit of a disappointment. Okay, so... Was Zion a disappointment last year? No, I would say no. no but Zion was way more featured than Obi Toppin, though. But, but. but featured. But I'm just saying, we had so much high praise and expectations for Zion. But look at him in year two. So you got to look at look at LaMelo. He was coming off the bench. And now all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, whoa. You just got to let it, you know what I'm saying? Just let it gel a little bit before you start making or coming to a conclusion about what somebody is going to be in two and a half months. Zubin, what rookie has really blown you away this year? LaBella. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't, I'm not going to say Obi Toppin, you know, it's been disappointing. Tyrese Halliburton has been playing really well. So I, like, but he's not phenomenal. 
You know what I mean? Like Anthony Edwards is going through a lot of really tough games in Minnesota. He's had a couple of phenomenal plays and some performances that have yeah. been great, but it hasn't been great. So Early. with the exception of LaMelo, I mean, the case is still going to be out on a lot of these guys. But we said this about this draft. I said, look, man, this draft isn't going to be – you're not going to have a whole bunch of star stars in this draft. Now, this upcoming draft I think will be different. With people like Kay Cunningham and company, you, you have some star potential in this draft. We'll wait to see what happens. I want to ask you this real quick before we move into college basketball, specifically your old conference, uh, the ACC with Duke maybe getting the auto bid. We'll have one of the great ACC players. Don't put that out there yet. We have a lot of work to do. Right, but that's Don't the jinx way. us. Yeah, but I think that's the easiest way to get there. Right? Don't even sweat it out on Sunday. Just get there as the AQ. One thing I haven't heard a lot about yet is the eventual – people said it was going to happen. Maybe it's happening behind closed doors. You know what's going on more than most. Um, Whoa. No, he does. Especially, especially with the Nets. Especially with the Nets. I'm messing with him, man. So we got James Harden. This is Harden, what it always is between him and I. Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Durant. And Steve Nash. And I thought he's, he's handled this really well. But are, are you waiting or for a team like this that has this much star power and this many expectations, the powder keg, Stephen A's expectations, when that moment of adversity comes, they get down 2-0 in a series, they should be up 2-0, whatever the case may be, where does Nash, how, how does Nash make this work? You see what I'm pointing to? What are you doing? He got a bench with veteran coaches with experience. He's still the head mm-hmm. guy, though, that, right? But, but it's, I can go to Mike D'Antoni or I can go to Jacques Vaughn and I could have or Stoudemire. We could get together as a staff, mm-hmm. Jay, and I could say, how do I handle this? And they could say, well, look, here's what I would do. Here's, right. here's how we handle it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure Mike D'Antoni is telling him certain things along the way because even though he's the head coach, He's on the job learning as a head coach. Like Kerr was. Yeah, like Kerr and anybody else that's never done it before. Just a different scenario with the personnel on Golden State and the way things were there with those players personality-wise for Steve Kerr than the personnel personality-wise for Steve Nash. Think about what Steve Nash has already dealt with. Kyrie, <laughs> not, not, nobody knows where Kyrie was at, right? Then you see a video of him at a party. Steve Nash is being asked questions about that every single day. Right. The best player in the game, potentially with, alongside LeBron James and Kevin Durant, out for his 10th straight game with a hamstring injury. What's going on with that? How, when will he come back to play? He's dealing with that every single day. Right. We get James Harden. Honey bun James Harden. Are you sure this is the right player for your team? How do you mold all these guys together? He's handled a lot in a short period of time already. Yeah, and not to mention the whole idea that before he coached his first game, Kyrie said, we don't even have a coach. <laughs> like All of those comments came to light, but we'll see how Plus it all KD and Corona, right, with contact tracing 100%. and being out with that. I mean, But I think you make a great point. I think the subtlety of somebody like Clay who's really quiet and Steph who seems very agreeable. You know, Kerr and Dre had his I things. I knew he was no about to say something that. about Draymond. Because well, Draymond's Draymond. No, but right? I, knew, like, I knew Zubin was going to bring Draymond into it. Kerr, with the, I just knew it, though. Kerr did it at the victory parade. I'm saying, though, I knew Kerr you were, did it at the victory parade. Yourself. Not wrong. No, he's not. Ro- no, he's not wrong. I'm just saying. I knew he was going to. He couldn't stop at Curry. He was going to make sure to put the Draymond in here. It's got to get full context. It's, it's it's actually a term of affection because there are many people that think it's just Steph and Clay, and they would leave Draymond out of it. I wouldn't yeah. leave Draymond out of it. Because he was as important as everybody else, as evidenced by when that game he got kicked out. And look what happened in 2016, right? He got kicked out because <laughs> he, he, got, <laughs> he got kicked out because he kicked in. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I could have been worse. Than you. I said, Do you know where he kicked? You know, I could I could have given you that, but I didn't. I said he Ooh. just got tossed. Had, had to mention kicks. 
This is just facts. What do you want me to say? Nothing. He didn't slightly uh, brush him. <laughs> That's not what You know, happened. every guy he, he at home. You him along slowly. You know. <laughs> stop. Inside joke. We definitely can't go. You know, every guy at home was like, oh, they grabbed themselves in that moment. Why do you think my head legs are crossed right now on the show? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear hotline, including an M-O-P. MOP, we've been talking about the MVP. He was talking about the MV, which I had not heard before. But in college basketball, they're called the MOP, which is the most outstanding player of the Final Four. And Luke Hancock did that for the Louisville Cardinals. He also now works for the ACC Network, and he joins us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin getting ready for another big day of college basketball selection Sunday, Luke! March 14th. Luke, my man, Jay is going to ask you about Duke, I'm sure, here in a second, uh, and obviously everything that the Blue Devils need to do to get into the tournament. Okay, so Luke, I want to start here, right? This is the latest Associated Press Top 25 poll. I'm going to keep reeling off schools until I get to an ACC school. You ready? <laughs> One, <laughs> Gonzaga. Two, Baylor. Three, Illinois. Four, Michigan. Five, Iowa. Six, Alabama. Seven, Houston. Eight, Arkansas. Nine, Ohio State. Ten, West Virginia. Eleven, Kansas. Twelve, Oklahoma State. Thirteen, Texas. Fourteen, Villanova. Here we are! Fifteen, <laughs> Florida State. I know this conference of Duke and Roy and Kay and Bayheim and your team that you led to a championship. And Virginia, I should also mention Virginia. What has happened to the ACC this year? I think it has a lot to do with the craziness of college basketball. We're in a pandemic, and a lot of these great blue blood recruiting teams, they just didn't get the the same off seasons. They didn't get the continuity. They didn't get those preseason tune-ups where you need guys to, to start to develop. You know, last night you see a guy like Mark Williams have 23 and 19 for Jay's Dukies. The guy played unbelievable. He's a guy you would have probably seen early on in the season, but he just didn't have quite enough time to develop. He's gotten better and better throughout the year. I think you're going to see that with a lot of guys. And I'll tell you, you know, you didn't mention Duke and Carolina up there in the top tens, but with the performances I saw last night, those are some tournament teams, some teams you don't want to see. Think about Duke or Carolina right now in a play-in game or as a, as a 14-15 seed. It would just be ridiculous. Well, it was crazy too, Luke, because North Carolina absolutely smacked Notre Dame the other day. It, it was a statement game for them too. How many teams from the ACC do you see actually making the tournament? I think it's probably going to be seven. Uh, Syracuse is right there on that line. Louisville's right there on that line. I think Duke definitely has more work to do, uh, but there are a lot of quality teams. I think you get six in for sure. It's probably seven, though. Coach Beheim's given the uh, the committee some things to think about, and they got a big opportunity against Virginia tonight. Luke, every team in order to win a chip has to battle through some adversity. Obviously, your squad, I remember being there watching you guys dealing with Kevin Ware. That situation was yeah. incredible, and the way you guys handled that to win. Um, but, you know, you guys had a lot of tight game experience, right? Like, n- nothing felt bigger in the moment for you guys talking about Gonzaga they're obviously undefeated and they had some close games in their West Coast Conference but do you believe that's going to ultimately haunt this team well that's been the story with them for a long time that's what everybody says when Gonzaga doesn't make that deep tournament run it's just that their their conference resume didn't have them ready to play 
but I think BYU gave him a great test. I've always heard you like to learn those lessons, those tough lessons with a W. Uh, and they, they had a they had a shot. They took BYU's best shot in that championship game. They were down, I think, 12 at halftime and had to battle. And you saw the cream rise to the top, right? You saw Jalen Suggs say, this is my moment. This is where legends are made in the tournament. And he took over late in that game. And I thought Gonzaga had a statement win, even though it was only by a few points. When you play BYU like that, on I mean, that environment – they had to battle adversity. I know it's not a big crushing loss right at the right time to get them ready to play in March, but I do think Gonzaga is one of those complete teams with all the pieces to the puzzle that can definitely win a national championship. All right, Luke, I need you to update us on some things because obviously Selection Sunday is on Sunday. There's been a whole lot that's been going on this past year. People have not been up on college basketball like you. So why don't you give me five teams that you think have the best shot to win it? Five. That's a five, lot. All right, yes. uh, Gonzaga for sure. We're going to put them on the list. I don't think anybody's denying the greatness of Mark Few's team. Uh, Baylor's got really good guard play. They're tough. They had the little stumble with Iowa State when they came out of uh, the long pause, but this is a veteran group, really well coached, play tough as nails. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Iowa. Mm. I think Luca Garza is different. He is a total mismatch problem. If you don't have the bodies to battle with him, Iowa's going to be a really tough team to stop. And when you have a guy that can pass and shoot like that, you space him out with all the shooters all around. I would have loved to have played with a guy like Luca Garza. Uh, I got to represent for the ACC. I think Leonard Hamilton's one of the best coaches in the country. What he's done at Florida State, absolutely incredible. Another six-man of the year that's probably going to be a lottery pick, and I think that's three in a row for them with Patrick Williams and Gavin Yelly doing great things. Uh, I'll put Florida State in there because of their depth, their athleticism. They're always one of the biggest teams in the country, and this year they can really shoot the rock with MJ Walker. And what we got five is uh, I'll go Illinois. I really mm. like Io. I know he's got to come back from the face mask. I heard all the rumblings that he's been wearing it 24-7, sleeping in the thing just to get used to it. <laughs> But they're as complete as it gets. And they, they have a huge front court with uh, Kofi and Georgie, so they can battle with anybody. You know, every year we're going to have some gripes. Uh, get ready for Jay Billis to go on Selection Sunday. I hate when NCAA does this. Uh, is there anything that you foresee that you're going to have an issue with as it relates to this year's field or how things are going to play out? Yeah, I'm just anxious to see all the concessions they have to give teams for situations. Mm. You know, you think about a team like Georgia Tech, who I think is in the tournament, but Josh Pastner came out and said, we're not even going to practice. We're just going to try and make it work doing shoot-arounds and walkthroughs, keep our guys as isolated as possible, and they lose their first games to Mercer and Georgia State teams. They probably shouldn't lose to in, uh, in all reality. So I'm anxious to see how they'll give concessions. You know, I talked about Syracuse is right on the bubble line. They're 12-1 and one at home in the ACC. Mm. And they're on the line to, to maybe get into the NCAA tournament. They've had to deal with all kinds of stuff, including teams getting all the way to Syracuse, New York, getting ready to play the game, and then having to turn around and get back on the plane. So their uh, their quad one opportunities just haven't been there. I'm anxious to see how the tourney uh, committee puts these teams in or what kind of concessions they give. It's going to be unbelievable. I know you'll be all over it. We're going to have coverage on the ACC Network even during – the three weeks of the tournament, just sizing up how all the teams are doing, how all the ACC teams fare. Think about it, guys. 68 teams, 67 games, one city. Unbelievable. It's an NCAA tournament unlike any other, but at least unlike last year, we get an NCAA tournament. A guy that cut down the nets at the tournament, the best of them all, for the cards, in the cards with us this morning. Luke, thank you very much. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, guys, very much. We'll do it again. 
Absolutely, we will. One of the best. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance on the college basketball tip. We're in the home stretch. Tune in today for the ACC tournament quarterfinals from Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> Something all the non-North Carolina teams have always been griping about, Jay. Right? Why is this thing in Greensboro? <laughs> don't Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina. Hey, wake back we, in the day. We didn't, all we the didn't, we didn't dislike it. <laughs> That's for sure. Easy for those four, four fan bases to drive. Coverage begins at 1130 a.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. And the ESPN app. We all live in the world of Twitter, except for Kiana. Most of us, though, live in the world of Twitter. And it was exactly one year ago where one tweet set it all off and changed sports forever. And we're still not all the way back. The man that hit send on the way after Jay has this. When you own a business, you're the owner of everything. Trust me, I know this. Sales, finance, customer service. Fortunately, Indeed is uniquely qualified to help you really own hiring. Right when you sponsor a job post, Indeed's Instant Match searches through the millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description immediately. That's what you need. Then you can invite them to apply to your job right away. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Why is he screaming? The NBA has suspended the season. Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. A night the NBA and sports in this country has never seen. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. trainer has the rebound. Two bounces to the rim and then goes up and pulls the rack toward the floor. Flush it for two more. 23 points. 18 rebounds for Mark Williams. 63-51 Duke. 
That was Sean Kelly on ESPN Radio. I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. I know you're Duke through and through. You think Mark Williams had the game of his life? Did you see that one coming? I did not, but I'm not sure we're going to have enough in the tank to beat Florida State. I hope we do, but Florida State is real. Tonight, 630 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Radio. And Leonard Hamilton has just done a fabulous job. Guy's in his 70s, and he's playing incredibly. He's coaching an incredibly great team. Syracuse will play the top seed Virginia. What's that? I was about to say, you said playing in 70s. I'm like, woo, he good. He's a pretty good coach, that's for sure. Noon Eastern ESPN Radio, ESPN2. He's the youngest-looking 72-year-old person on the face of the earth, by the way. He is a young Looking, dude. Leonard Hamilton has got it going. When will Kevin Durant have it going with the Nets? More imaging on his injured hamstring. Steve Nash says when the imaging comes back, that will dictate when he returns. The Nets will start the second half of the season tonight against the Celtics on TNT. There are 11 games on the docket. We had two to bring back the NBA second half last night. Black history always. Today we honor Willie O'Ree, who debuted... For the Boston Bruins, 63 years ago, as the NHL's first black player, he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame under what they call the Builder category back three years ago, an honor that was viewed as long overdue. That essentially, like in the NFL key, they call it the contributors, right, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, people that really aided the game, but obviously he played, broke barriers, and is honored today as a part of black history. Always, Sports Center presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Today, the NBA will hold a conference call to discuss the possibility of moving games or playing them without fans. This is a really serious problem. We would recommend that there not be large crowds. I think we saw our last college basketball game played tonight. It's a terrible situation. Scary. The Thunder's head medical doctor came sprinting out onto the court. Due to unforeseen circumstances, the game tonight has been postponed. This astounding and unprecedented story continues to evolve. Rudy Gobert has tested positive for the coronavirus. The NBA is suspending the season. This is crazy. This can't be true. What I felt before the game was this touch of anxiety. What I felt in the aftermath of that game was the beginning of fear. To our audience, stay safe, take care of each other. We get through this together. One year. One year since, and we're going to bring in the NBA's best insider here in a second. He helped break the story and sort of navigating us through what we've gone through over the last year, not to mention just the fraught moments that were taking place one year ago today. And as we bring in Woj, you know, just listening to all of those voices, whether they were Ryan Rucco, Doris Burke, Dr. Fauci, Scott Van Pelt, you know, sports is all about being macho and being brave, but you could hear the temerity in the voices. You could hear the frightening nature from the nation's top doctor, from people that are paid to be alphas, broadcasters. You could hear it from everyone, and it obviously bore fruit. Here we are a year later. A year ago, 9.31 p.m. Eastern Time, Woj tweets, the NBA season has been suspended. Here we are a year later. We're back, second half underway. Woj, just kind of take us back to that particular night, 9.31 p.m. Eastern, when you tweeted that. You know people love the NBA. You live it. Take us inside those fraught moments, what was happening at that as what Scott called an unprecedented time in NBA history. Yeah, I mean, things had really started to move quickly. Earlier that day, uh, I had been reporting on uh, the NBA owners. They had had a call with Adam Silver, 
and they were talking about, you know, moving toward no fans in arenas. There were still a few teams, you know, that wanted to wait for their local governments to tell them to get fans out, uh, that they weren't necessarily going to voluntarily do it. Uh, the league was going to talk about that again uh, that next day, and all of a sudden go beer, test positive, and really within uh, 30 minutes or so of that, uh, Adam Silver, uh, Michelle Roberts of the Players Association uh, talk, and, and Adam Silver suspends the season. And initially the thought was, you know, it might be two weeks, maybe a month, and the next thing you know, you know, the league is dark for uh, several months. Well, you've broken a lot of major stories in your career. Why was this one so different? Well, I, I think more than an NBA story that night, it was a story for this country. It was a tipping point uh, as a nation um, that, that this virus uh, had landed here. Uh, and, of course, it had already been here. There had already been people sick. There were already people dying from it. But I think is uh, not just the impact it had in sports. You know, the NCAA tournament the next day gets canceled. Um, but I think it just beyond uh, the borders of sports uh, in this country, uh, that decision that night, I think, expedited um, uh, how the country was going to have to start dealing uh, with COVID. Um, and so I, I think it transcended sport. There's not a lot of days where any sport we cover, you know, truly transcends um, uh, the game. And it did that night. Uh, Commissioner Adam Silver admitted at the time that he thought that it would be, you know, postponed for 30 days or so. What did you think at that particular time? I, I I thought the same. I mean, that was the conversation. Even before the Go Beer test that night, you know, I had teams saying to me, you know, in the week leading up to that, the 10 days, maybe two weeks to 10 days leading up, saying to me, we're going to lose games because of this virus. There were several teams saying that to me. It's inevitable. Um, the season is going to pause at some point. Um, but I don't think anybody knew it would be for the length it was. And listen, part of that was how um, ill-prepared and how really unwilling uh, the federal government at the very top uh, uh, at the very top was of dealing with this. And, you know, Anthony Fauci and medical officials were warning everybody about this, uh, but there were others who weren't going to take it seriously and so, uh, and, and weren't really going to um, frame it to people about what was needed to be done to get it under control, so it just roared out of control. Obviously, we know that uh, it still does to some extent um, a year later. Um, but I, I think there was a sense initially, like Adam Silver thought, maybe a month, maybe six weeks. Um, but that was just the beginning of it. Well, it's everything changed since then on our NBA Countdown show. We're used to being on the court, talking to guys before games, talking to general managers, owners of teams. How has your job changed over the past year? Yeah, I miss that part of it, Jay. I miss uh, – I, I haven't gone to a game yet this season. For me, uh, being able to walk around and talk to the people around the sport, you said the general managers, coaches, players, uh, agents who are all gathered, you can't do that now at an arena. And so there's not great value for me to go sit in the upper reaches – 
to just watch uh, a game. And so I look forward to the time when we can do that again. I remember the last game we were at at Staples Center before I went to the bubble uh, at Staples Center in L.A. It was a Clipper-Laker game on a Sunday. You know, we did our countdown show from L.A. that day. And I remember standing on the court with Rob Palenka uh, and, and talking about that and wondering um, if things were about to change in some level. Were we going to continue to be in these arenas with all these people? And I think back at how crazy it was to be in a sold-out arena in L.A. Uh, just days uh, before the Go Beer test. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it all went quiet. And, and yeah, I, I look forward to the day when uh, you can be back among those people. You can travel. Um, but uh, in the meantime, it's you know like the rest of us. We're, we're, we're on the phone a lot more. Uh, than we are uh, connecting in person. I remember being so jealous because my wife did not want me to go because she thought something was about to happen. So I chose not to go to that game. You guys were on the court calling that Lakers Clippers game, and that, that was it was just a crazy time. Do you think? Do you think there's a chance towards the second half of the season, Woj, to get back to some sort of having fans back in the stands more and what the environment used to be like towards the tail end? Yeah, I think there will be more fans in arenas as we get closer to the playoffs. I think about two-thirds of the teams have fans now. I think you'll, you'll see those numbers increase uh, across the board. Um, I don't know, though, this season that it's going to change just for, for us and how we do our jobs. I don't know that you're going to see that direct face-to-face interaction um, on the court. Um, a lot's going to depend on vaccinations and how that goes and the level of uh, participation there is uh, among players to start with, um, with vaccinations. And, um, but I think by next season, on uh, the start of 21-22, uh, uh, I do think you're going to see um, things get more back to normal, barring, um, <laughs> barring some, hmm. some unforeseen circumstance. Indeed. We should mention that for even more on this, because this is a day that, like I said at the beginning of the show, if I asked you what you did any year on Christmas or Thanksgiving or your birthday, you might remember. Uh, But March 11th seems like a random date. Unless it was March 11th, 2020, then everybody always remembers. Woj is going to be a part of Scott's podcast this week. Before we let you get out of here, Woj, let me ask you this one, though. Where, Where the decision on March 11th rank in terms of Commissioner Adam Silver? legacy when he retires we got the the china incident obviously uh we got covid and i'm missing one. Oh, and then donald, donald sterling. sterling where was this what, what did that decision make a rank better yet. well i think looking back it's it was the most important decision there were people at that point you know who thought that fans should have been out of arenas earlier than that and looking back they should have been um but the country was moving slow toward it and that decision by Silver that night, uh, I think, did prompt a, a lot of institutions in this country to reconsider um, how they were viewing their own reactions um, to um, the virus. And so it was as impactful, probably as, impa- as impactful as any decision he'll, pro- he'll make uh, as commissioner of the NBA, just given where we were as a country. Woj, I have to say this to you, Sunday. 1 p.m., big game for your Bonnies, going against VCU, automatic bid. Do you guys get it done? Do the Bonnies get it done? Oh, yeah. We're going to get right on the bus from Dayton and go to Indy. We're going to be like an eighth seed in this tournament. Uh, The Bonnies are going to be a big problem for everyone, Jay. I can't wait. 
Awesome. Hey, it's always about objective journalism in the NBA, but when it comes to college hoops, <laughs> as they always say, your alma mater, that's where you're always going to be, no matter where you live, Go no matter bodies. where you live, right? Exactly. <laughs> no question about it. Great stuff. I just want to mention Woj is going to be a part of the SVP pod this week. Scott takes a look back at March 11th, 2020. Scott was on the air, and I'm sure many of you were watching when that news came down. He sort of navigated us through all of that. So Woj is going to be a part of that this week, and they'll put their heads together to talk about a day that will live forever in the 75-year history of the NBA. Woj, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, brother. That was fun. Thank you. One more podcast note. Today on the ESPN Daily, March 11th, 2020, spotlighted again. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, as we call him, public patient zero. Lisa Salters shares what Gobert's night was like as the world went on pause. There was actually a great E60 about this on ESPN I saw on Sunday morning so this is the audio version so follow it on the espn daily and download it wherever you get your podcast it's the return of take it or shake it with a lebron twist at the end you're gonna love after he has this from cintas today people expect a new level of clean cintas provides a wide range of essential products and services that help businesses keep their facilities and employees clean and safe Centos will keep you well-stocked with essential supplies like face masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and thermometers. Centos will hygienically clean and deliver your uniform. Centos also helps you protect employees and customers with first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services. Centos helps you open up your doors with confidence Every single day. Learn how Centos can help you keep your businesses clean and safe at Centos.com. Centos, and get ready for your workday. This morning with Greeny, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. On the one-year anniversary of the day, sports stops. Fans, due to unforeseen circumstances, the game tonight has been postponed. Adam Silverwood Greeny, this morning at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
The vaunted return of Take It or Shake It. It's back. It is back. We'll see if it's better than ever. We'll see. This is a truncated version. Take It or Shake It brought to you by Granger. Here we go, right? Teddy Bridgewater will be the Panthers' starting quarterback this fall. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Of course he'll be the starting quarterback. What, what, where else is he going? And they're not going to land Deshaun Watson, even though people think that that is the way to go. They would be foolish to move up to take one of these young quarterbacks. Go ahead, run it with Teddy. Give him an opportunity in his second second stint, uh, second year, mm-hmm. especially with McCaffrey healthy and in the backfield. That was exactly my point, Key. Let him ride out with Christian McCaffrey for a year. You Look, if you still want to be on the phone with the Houston Texans to see if it's feasible, okay, you can listen. Doesn't mean you have to make the move, though. Indeed, and they're the eighth overall pick, so they might not even have to trade up to get a quarterback in the draft if they don't want to. I'm glad you're finally acknowledging my guy, Christian McCaffrey. Okay, LaMelo Ball will win Rookie of the Year in a unanimous fashion this season in the NBA. Take it or shake it. Take it! Take it! Take it! Right, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I would take it. I mean, I I had him out the gate, though, just because I I, I saw him grow up in Los Angeles, and I – you know, here's a guy who was your size at once upon a time, Zubin, and he mm-hmm. passed me all of a sudden in the last two years. He's six, seven and a half, and he can he could do everything. He could shoot, he could pass the ball, he could defend. He's long. I mean, it's a totally different situation. And I know a lot of people look at him because his dad was so polarizing. Their last name, they think he's not as was not as good as advertised. And look, the Hornets are actually in a position to make the playoffs, right? That's what Lamella Ball is able to do now, finally as a starter. Kings, not so much. Yeah, now this is what I would tell you. I think the funny thing is if he doesn't win it unanimously, the odd thing will be the guy that gets votes will be drafted after LaMelo. Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman are not going to get votes. It's going to be the guys below ball that might actually end up preventing unanimous. That's interesting. The one or the two probably isn't going to be able to do it. Speaking of one, he was once the number one overall draft pick as well. And all we're asking here is for one. We know how many titles LeBron is a player, Cleveland, Los Angeles, Miami. LeBron James will win more titles in his post-playing career, i.e. ownership somewhere down the line. Take it! Take it! You do take it! A pensive take it! I take it because we're not talking about career, people. We're talking about ownership and identifying first a city yes. where he could attract players. Yes. So a city where he could attract players, unlike Michael Jordan in Charlotte, Jay can Will. You feel that? Can you feel fake, so fake hurt. news, yes. Jay over here trying to sell. Yes. You see that, Evan? Jay over yes. here trying can to sell you, fake yes. news yes. as if yes. I'm agreeing with him. You Knowing I'm not agreeing with, with you, I said a city. Las Vegas, Seattle, San Diego, buying a team like the Knicks or buying the Nets or somebody of the Sixers where people actually want to go to play and not be buried in places like Charlotte where you can't attract free agents. You can't attract free agents to Cleveland, but you can attract them to L.A. or Golden State or Vegas. That's what I'm saying, and I went long here because I don't out. want you Let it out. trying to make it seem like I agree with you when Dave Kaplan on 1,000 he's Chicago, a Chicago guy. Was of course on he's earlier. gonna say that. Okay, Jay. All you gotta do is win one. You just made the music stop. Literally. Oh, sorry. All you gotta do is win one. I have a couple for you, Keith. Uh-huh. Listen. All right. 
So with the Wizards, drafted Kwame Brown, passed Kwame up on Brown. Paul Gasol. What was it? Jason Stop, Richardson. Okay, oh, wait. Let me go. All right. Okay. What? Oh, oh. All right. With the uh, with this team now, currently, Charlotte, drafted Adam Morrison. Passed up on Brandon dude. Roy, Kyle Lowry. Oh, I have more. Do you want me to keep going? Jordan misses, right? These yeah, are Jordan, Jordan misses. misses. Okay. Um, drafted Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Passed up on Bradley Bill, Damian Lillard, Andre Drummond. Okay, fine. Drafted Cody Zeller, Indiana. Passed up on C.J. McCollum. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, nobody saw that one. Nobody, yeah, stop, nobody, though. Jay, you're putting all the too thick. Okay, giving, I'm going to end it with this. You just agree with me. Wait, now I, you're arguing I, with I me. ain't agree with you. I don't even try. I'll make them run back when Kaplan was on the show from the time he got on to the time he was over, and we'll see who agreed with who. I'm just saying, Kaplan's going to say that. He's a, oh, he's a no, Chicago that, guy. It has nothing to do with They're Chicago. He's that. smart enough to realize that you tried to make the argument LeBron won all these all-star teams and no. picked all these players. No, you, made, you tried to make that argument early in the show. Did you not, Jay? Why'd you take it then? No, I'm going to say one thing, and then we're going to move on. Michael Jordan created the dream team. I hear you. So let me ask you a question. Alone. The question was LeBron James. Anybody, win- anybody ah, can pick ah, great stars. Ah, ah, ah. LeBron James will win more titles post-playing career. Take it or shake it. You said, take it. I said, if. Take it. If he gets a team in the I right said, city. Now he's he ain't a lawyer. Win, he ain't winning no post-titles if he is the owner in Charlotte. Because ain't nobody going to want to go play well, down there. Yeah, because Jordan already owns Charlotte. Jordan's going to sell them to him. <laughs> he's going gonna, to gonna sell the Charlotte team. Okay. And then the you think floor they, is already really low Oh, man, stop, Jordan. man. What do you mean? Stop. Jordan Jay, stop. Jordan, he's incredible. And it's I'm not, not saying, all his picks. But I'm who not Jordan saying, has delegated responsibility to make these picks? But it's Jay, been pretty bad. Key, Jay, you, you're it. saying LeBron James is putting all these teams together. LeBron James is putting teams together around his ability. LeBron James has got to find another damn LeBron James as an owner. I, 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 I would Is there another LeBron James I, I, out there? I, I Do you think, think so. in the next 30 years? Probably not. Okay. Stop. What's Luka Doncic? Man, I'm, I'm just. I'm, What's I, who's he? Is he just a bump? You gonna make What are you guys talking about? He's Larry Bird. Don't you know that? Don't get me started on that. But Jay, come on, man. Come on, Larry Bird. There are other talented players out there to find, but I just gave you an example. Jay, that's fine. Stop. I gotta leave room for our billboards. I hear you. Just you know, take Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Yeah, definitely, definitely take this. Take Cody Zeller. Pass on Giannis. Didn't I just say stop, Jay? Let the man do our show. Don't shake this billboard. With supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. If the Seahawks aren't going to trade Russell Wilson, lying ass. Why don't they just come out and say it? (laughs) Is he saying that about the Seahawks or? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com.